0: In the name of one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some of you may have read uh, there's a fabulous short story written by Flannery O'Connor. Revelation is the name of this particular um, short story. As I mentioned, some of you may be familiar with it. uh, Some... Not for those of you uh, unfamiliar, uh, the main character is a woman by the name of Ruby Turpin. Uh, and Ruby is uh, an immensely um, smug, um, self-righteous southern woman. And the story is uh, Ruby Turpin and her husband, Claude. She takes her husband, Claude, um, to the doctor. And they enter into this very small waiting room at the doctor's office. And there's only one seat left left. Claude's been kicked by a cow, so Claude gets the seat, and, and she stands there waiting for someone else to offer them, uh, offer her uh, their seat, And it, it just doesn't happen. And she begins um, to uh, talk out loud about how um, grateful she is that basically she's so fabulous. Uh, and it's such a shame um, that other people aren't. And she continues on in this sort of extremely condescending and self-righteous way way to uh, judge the people that are there in the waiting room along with her. As, as is so wonderful of uh, Flannery O'Connor, she, uh, she certainly understands the human condition. And in painting Ruby Turpin, she's painting you and me. The thing is, you and I have those monologues, but they're private. Um, they're in our minds, whereas uh, Ruby Turpin is uh, sharing them with everyone um, gathered there in the waiting room. And as she's going along, um, there's a young girl that Uh, We later find out her name is Mary Grace, who is getting madder and madder as Ruby uh, and her mother um, talk about how fabulous they are, how grateful they are to be themselves, and they're thankful that they're not like other people. Uh, Until the point comes that this young girl takes this large book that she's reading and hurls it um, into Ruby Turpin's face. And not only that, she jumps over the table in the doctor's waiting room and begins to choke um, Ruby Turpin and has to be uh, removed from her and she's removed and the doctor comes out and uh, and she's sedated but as she's being sedated she looks over um, at Ruby Turpin and she says these words she says go back to hell where you came from you old warthog um, and so begins uh, Ruby Turpin's dilemma as she grapples with um, with these words which had been spoken to her, this description of herself that she finds um, inaccurate. Well, I share all of that with you by way of beginning this morning because we have um, this fabulous parable placed before us from Matthew's Gospel, the parable of the wedding banquet. And it's important to understand the context uh, where this is in Matthew's Gospel to understand uh, both the urgency uh, of this parable as Jesus uh, extends this invitation, the urgency um, within this, but also the tremendous grace within this parable as well. And it, it falls in what we would liturgically call Holy Week. It's following Jesus' triumphal entry um, into Jerusalem and shortly before his crucifixion. And Jesus is speaking to a people who are in many ways uh, like Ruby Turpin. He is speaking to uh, the chief priests and the scribes uh, and the Pharisees and certainly not um, to them alone because the reality of the living word of Scripture is it comes down and speaks to you and to me as well. But the people, particularly at the time that he's speaking to, were people um, who were in danger of missing um, the invitation of God um, given to us missing the invitation of God to come um, into his kingdom, missing the invitation of God to come into the great um, banquet, the great um, party, to enter into the kingdom of heaven, to enter into the kingdom of God. They were in fear uh, of missing um, that invitation because they were so stubbornly um, self-righteous. Um, they were so inherently sure uh, of themselves. And not simply that, they were um, resistant to, Um, To Jesus uh, at the very least and hostile uh, at the very worst. Uh, And Jesus, uh, as he so ably does, tells a parable um, which um, points to the reality of the situation, uh, points to the predicament of the human condition, but also uh, extends the grace of God to those who have ears to hear. Jesus tells the parable of a king who prepared uh, a great banquet uh, for a feast uh, at his son's wedding. And as was common practice in that day, there would be actually two invitations that went forth. There would be the initial invitation um, to prepare for, to know that the party, to know that the feast was coming. And then when the time came, when everything was prepared, uh, additional messengers would be sent out to Tell the people, the time is now. Everything uh, is prepared. The food um, is on the table. Don't um, wait. Uh, Come now. And we hear in the parable, the messengers um, go out. The servants of the king go out a second time. And the invitation uh, is given to the people. And we see various responses. But we see in each of them, um, there is a negative response. People are either indifferent uh, and too busy to respond to the call, to the invitation of God given to them, or they're outright uh, hostile toward it. And then, of course, comes the shift uh, in the story as he sends them out and says, you know what, go out and get everybody, the good, um, the bad from the highways and the byways, whomever, the offer had been given to these people, they're not receiving The invitation given, go and gather in the good and the bad and bring them in. And, of course, we hear that wonderful word of invitation, that wonderful word of grace extended to people like you and me. And then, of course, it takes a funny turn, doesn't it, as we hear that the people come in to this wonderful feast, and then we hear that there's one individual, as the king comes in to survey the people, there's one individual that doesn't have a wedding garment, and I don't know about you, but at first, to me, that, that seems sort of curious. Uh, I mean, they've just, they hadn't planned to be there. That was to their great surprise that they were there. And, uh, and they're Gavin The king so, says, where is your where's your wedding garment? Uh, and then the next thing we know, of course, he's uh, he's thrown out. Uh, and it I don't know about you. It's, gosh, that doesn't sound fair. Um, you know, God, you're waiting on me to tell you what's fair and what's not fair. But I mean, as I read that, I think, gosh, that sounds um, awfully harsh. What is being said and what is being shared uh, is this. You and I are invited uh, into a reconciled relationship with God. You you and I are invited um, to the feast. You and I are invited um, into the kingdom of heaven. But the important point is this. Uh, The only way that we enter into that feast, the only way that we enter into that reconciled relationship, the only way we enter into um, God's favor uh, is by putting on Um, The wedding garment provided for us by putting on um, Christ, by not coming in our own righteousness, but by coming through faith, through the righteousness of Christ, through our trust and his sufficiency and what he's done for us once and for all through the cross and through the resurrection. We are washed uh, in his blood. We are uh, made clean, not uh, on our own merits, but on his merits and his favor Which have been given to us. The one individual um, that's cast out brings the judgment upon himself by his unwillingness uh, to put on the wedding garment provided, by his stubbornness, uh, by his desire to come uh, in his own way, um, to come on his own merits, um, to reject the garment which had freely been offered to him. Uh, It is basically the judgment which he brings uh, on himself by his refusal. To put on the garment um, provided by the King. Uh, to put on Christ and to come forth uh, in that way. Because that is the way um, that we come to God, not on our merits. That is the message of God's grace. We come not on our own merits, but on His. And it's what, in, in theological speak, we call imputed righteousness. And what we mean by that um, is this. is uh, The righteousness is not sort of deep down within us, and we just need to dig a little deeper um, or try a little harder or amend ourselves a little more and then uh, we'll find the righteousness that is within us. Uh, imputed righteousness is a righteousness that comes from outside of ourselves. It's something that we receive as a gift um, through faith. It's trusting not in our own sufficiency and our own righteousness, but in trusting in the righteousness of Jesus, placing our faith uh, in him. And that's the incredible good news Uh, We are then um, clothed, we're then made worthy. How fabulously freeing is that? To know that it's not something to be accomplished by you or me, it's something to be received uh, in faith. It's been accomplished um, by Jesus. Uh, That word um, goes out to the people, that word um, goes out to you and to me. I I began by mentioning that story, Revelation, by Flannery O'Connor and Ruby Turpin, who initially was so sure... Of the righteousness that she had in and of herself, but after that encounter in the doctor's office, as the story goes along, she goes back home and she's she's hurt uh, and she's angry and she goes outside and she begins um, to debate with God and begins to shake her fist um, at God and and she says uh, in the story, "What do you send me a message like that for? How am I a hog and me both? How am I saved?" Uh, and from hell too. And she goes on and she says, why me? Why me? It's no trash around here that I haven't given to. And break my back to the bone every day working and do uh, for the church. And she works herself up into a frenzy and she shakes her fist at God and she says, who do you think you are? And of course the reality is he's a God who saves by grace. He, a God who... And his great love and his mercy has sought us in Jesus Christ. And through his cross, through his resurrection, has enabled you and I to be people who put on um, the wedding garment, people who are invited into the feast prepared for us. And the joy and the good news is it's not on our merits but on his. Here again, um, the good news of God and the kingdom of God, a God who seeks us in the gift of Jesus his son, a God who clothes us in his righteousness. And I pray that you and I might be people who, in faith, uh, gratefully, joyfully uh, receive that garment and know the blessings uh, of His favor made available to us uh, in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.